0: hi everyone it's dr sandy laura kramers thank you again for joining us for the fifth episode of our podcast the eye show thank you for hanging in with us Uh, we've had some growing pains for the first few but we're very excited we're on itunes so i hope you'll uh, pass this on to friends and of course subscribe And so today we just want to talk a little bit about, uh, thank everybody for listening and sending in suggestions. So we've had some patients and listeners give suggestions and requesting for us to talk about what parents can do for their children, and specifically college students, to prepare for this coming year. So picture the scenario of you have your excited college student off to college, last year expecting to have the best years of their lives getting ready and then told before the end of the year they have two days to move out because there's a global pandemic and they're going to close the whole university as is every university pretty much in the whole world all of a sudden their plans change what do they do they scramble we had both of our sons come back from college uh, to come back home and it was a quite a bit of disruptor and then some students went back last year some students went virtual some students stayed home and take a gap year so what do they do now so now the universities are opening same thing for high schools middle schools elementary schools i've heard from so many friends this past year has been challenging many challenges one of them has partly been the increase in screen time because it was needed All the classes were virtual. The teachers were virtual. And how do we go back to normal life in college and in secondary school? So we had this conversation recently about with a bunch of friends that are ophthalmologists about how there's a record number of people we're seeing, specifically teachers with dry eye complaints. I've mentioned this in the past of the number of styes, the number of children having the symptoms of burning or noticing their eyes. And so we were talking about this over dinner last night and uh, one of my college students said you know are eyeballs gonna be needed in a hundred years I mean so many people are on the screen so much they can just you know insert a connector to the brain so you don't even need your eyeballs and at first I was like what a stupid idea <laughs> what a crazy idea and then I thought oh my gosh I think he's actually right that's actually a risk people could be so addicted to their phones that they actually could figure out a way to connect it to the brain and therefore the eyeballs are not necessary, which is kind of a little scary. But luckily, we have a guest that's staying with us and doing a rotation. This is Aviva Lund, who is a University of Notre Dame pre-med student. So she's rotating with us at Visionary Eye Doctors. And she very wisely said, no, that doesn't make any sense. I think what we've learned is that you need social interaction? So, I wanted to interview Aviva as part of our special guest today to talk a little bit about what the last year was like during COVID at the University of Notre Dame and her personal experience with friends around the country and give us some ideas about what we can do to kind of help our students. So, at the end, we'll talk about the top 10 things you can do as a parent or as even a student or a person to get ready for this coming year, this academic year, to have a healthy eye specifically for your eyes. So Aviva, what was your year like at the University of Notre
1: Dame? So much. Um, I think the two takeaways I've gotten though is intentionality and mindfulness. I think those are the two big things. Going back to spring of 2020 when we were sent home, it was a real struggle um, not to be on the screen all the time Mm. because our classes were literally online. Um, Even back at school before COVID, you would have your classes in person, but you would have online work. Mm -hmm. So going from that to literally all of your work being on your computer, and then usually when you take a break, you check your phone, et cetera, Mm -hmm. et cetera, um, was really challenging. So many stories, but I think the big point from spring of 2020, when we weren't back at school yet, um, was to be intentional with our screen time usage. Mm-hmm. So um, instead of taking breaks on your phone, go outside, mm-hmm. go on a walk, um, talk to your family, because we were blessed enough to be uh, with our family and siblings. And so to be intentional with screen time usage for work, and if you could work without the screen when possible, then to do so, and then to just go on walks. Mm-hmm. Um, now going back to school Notre Dame, um, really gave us the great blessing of being in person from the fall, mm-hmm. and I I can't say enough of how grateful I am, despite like you know the limitations we had while we were there. Um, going in the fall, we had a mix of like a hybrid of both in person and online mm-hmm. classes. Um, I was lucky enough to have most of my classes in person, mm-hmm. which you preferred. Yes. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, to go back to your to your question, that really became a very crucial. Um, point. And just an open-ended question going back to school. Will people just choose? Because we had mm. the option of going online if we wanted to. Mm-hmm. You could just watch via Zoom even if you had the in-person option. Um, and so that was a real question as to whether we would just stick to that. Mm-hmm. But I found that the our humanity got the best mm-hmm. of us. Um, again, intentionality and mindfulness. Um, we need human interaction. Mm-hmm. We need to be surrounded by people in person, to, I need to see you in person, Mm -hmm. it's so important. Um, It's what ultimately motivates our learning, our jobs, our careers. We want to have an effect on each other in our communities. Um, I mean, it starts in our education. So our students got really, really creative because we had lots of uh, social distancing um, guidelines and, and rules. Um, we had to wear masks and say sit, uh, stay six feet away from each other mm-hmm. and so what students did um was to just be outdoors all the time i was i was shocked i didn't see this my first year my second year i saw a lot of students playing spike ball and football and just sitting outside in circles all the <laughs> distance just to be together just to be together mm-hmm. and ultimately i found the students who or my friends who did better in school were the ones who were intentional mm-hmm. about their time with each Good other mm-hmm. because we motivated each other mm-hmm. and we we kind of reminded each other why we're here. We're here ultimately for the person who's in front mm-hmm. of you, right? Um, so I think again it comes back to intentionality. Um, but in order to be intentional, you have to be mindful mm-hmm. of what you're doing. So when it comes to screen limits um, or screen time limits, um, if you have an iPhone or other phone. Um, What I find with my phone is really helpful is they have uh, screen time, Mm -hmm. downtime, and app limits. So screen time is actually a very scary word because you don't realize how much I don't realize how much I use my phone until I check that in the settings. And Mm -hmm. I think what's common is for students to spend anywhere from four hours or more Mm -hmm. on their phones Mm -hmm. every single day, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. So just starting by telling yourself the truth of how much you spend Mm -hmm. time is a good thing to do. And from there, if... If you're like me and I first struggle with um, self-discipline not to use it like in every extra moment, um, then to use screen time, Mm -hmm. which literally limits, like it kind of gives you a warning Mm -hmm. when you've kind of reached the amount of time that you've, um, you know, the goal that you'd want to use, the amount of time. Then for a specific app, you can put uh, apps, you can put time limits. And then downtime is, like, if you want to go to bed, let's say, at, like, 9.30, 10, then it kind of shuts down, like, the apps at oh, that good. specific okay. time. Okay. So mm-hmm. there are ways that technology can limit technology, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Um, so, so yes, I think starting for just literal limiting the screen use, that's good. But I think also what's important, again, when it comes to being intentional mindful, mm-hmm. is not just saying no, 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 but just replacing. Mm-hmm. So I'll finish with that. Something that really helped me was just just literally taking even just 10, 15, 20 minutes today to just read novels, um, just read books. Like read a real novels. book. Just an real actual book. physical That's good. book. Makes an actual difference, and I think psychologically it's a Why lot more rewarding. it makes a rewarding. difference? So from the scientific point of view, <laughs> can't say much. I know that probably <laughs> having just less screen time is just good for you, mm-hmm. but also I think it's just psychologically rewarding mm-hmm. just to have that book that you hold and know that you've gone through the whole thing. Um... It's a lot more rewarding, I think, to have it in your hand. So book time, podcasts. So instead of, I don't know, watching YouTube, just listen to podcasts while mm-hmm. you're cleaning your room or just while you're, even if you're walking to class. That I found really rewarding mm-hmm. and um, it keeps you thinking. Um, going on walks. Or, literally, things get stressful at college. Just smell flowers. Like, mm, stop cute. and smell the flowers. Mm-hmm. That's something I did this semester. Anything to just feel and touch things, to use your mm-hmm. eyes, to interact mm-hmm. with your environment. Super important. And then finally, inten- intentionality with your friends. So, I found that to be one of the most important things, um, apart from um, just having time of mindfulness and silence and, and prayer, um, spending time with my friends. Um, and scheduling time to be with them like quality time to talk with them catch up with them see how they're doing see them Face to face. That's great. Um, so I think that's a the most important thing. That's but, great. yeah That's that was my experience. Did you
0: have friends that had struggled with screen time and addiction?
1: Yes Yes, I actually think one of the most common struggles apart from just having your phone on you all the time is like Netflix mm-hmm. or Disney plus um, students get tired and it's mm-hmm. fair, um, that they have so much work to do and instead of like wanting to go out and go for a run, they'll just want to watch Netflix mm-hmm. or just sit in their room and just like watch T V. And I was surprised. I was surprised by how much students do that. I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh like, how's your day? What are you from to? to and they'd be like, Oh I went to my class and then I watched Netflix I was wow. like wow how about, but of course that's how about not everyone. gaming
0: how about video games you see a lot of people with um, yeah playing, that too were there addictions to that did you feel like people were constantly doing that or was it just like 10 minutes here on a you know weekend or was it hmm.
1: well a lot of my close friends don't right, right, yeah. <laughs> but some other friends or acquaintances I do think yes that's mm-hmm. I'm for I I don't doubt that that's something mm-hmm. they do very often mm-hmm. um, even when things opened up when there was more time they would do that but of course it's not everyone mm-hmm. again you see a lot of people who end up spending time outside who are more intentional um because ultimately we need each other Mm -hmm.
0: so how would you get a friend to not be addicted to that how do you how do you? did you were able to draw anybody out or like convince them to come join you or do you know what I mean like how would you how would you get to somebody that's really on the screens way too much and you're worried about them
1: yeah I think I mean when it comes to friendship um encouraging is always a lot better than discouraging. Mm-hmm. So rather than saying, oh, why are you always on your computer? Why are you always doing video games? Kind of what you already mentioned. Um, I'd be like, oh, I Halloween time. Let's go out to this, I don't know, scare house. Or come a run with me. Mm-hmm. Or let's play cards. Literally anything. Mm-hmm. And Notre Dame was actually helpful too. They provided tents with um, like built tents that had like heaters in there and fireplaces and games Right, and in the winter especially. In right? the winter, yeah. and in the summer there was bonfires. Mm-hmm. And so some summer nights I would invite my friends, let's go, let's go have a bonfire, especially after exams and we would have uh, marshmallows and mm-hmm. s'mores. Mm-hmm. But yeah, always trying to do a fun event, to enjoy time together. Mm-hmm. It's not just a matter of saying, oh no to screen time, but yes to greater things. Do you think you missed hugging? Did people miss hugging? And I mean, that must have been hard. Yes, it was so difficult. It was so challenging. Um, I'm not I'm not going to lie, but spring semester, I, I, I couldn't take it anymore, and we were hugging. And we found a smart way to hug, too. We just hug over the shoulder like this. I don't know if that really made a difference, but no, yeah, not being able to just be close yes. to
0: people is very difficult. I think I've mentioned maybe on a video before, or maybe uh, one of the podcasts, but they were, there was a very good journal uh, publication recently, which showed that COVID's lack of hugging that happened actually affected the microbiome of our guts in a slightly negative way. So I would say hugging is actually a good thing because you get people's germs and you need each other's germs. So that was very helpful. So thank you, Aviva. Thank you for joining us. So we have some top 10 things I think every person needs for this coming year. And I think you mentioned some really good things like the app limiting screen time. Would you be upset if your parents knew your screen time? No. Would you I'm, share it I'm with them? I'm very close. Of, yeah. yeah. You, do you think most people would want their parents to know? No. Probably not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My parents and I are very close and open. So,
0: That's good. But if most parents, most kids would not share their screen time. <laughs> <some things. laughs> okay. Well, aside from that, it's good <laughs> that you mentioned it as a generation z of realizing that you are in charge of your health and you're in charge of your eye health and you don't wanna have chronic pain and therefore understanding and and processing that number, objective number, helps you self-control your screen time, which is great. So I thought that was very good. So a couple more things I just wanna mention from a medical point of view, so everybody out there knows, especially if you have children, what are the things I think every child needs before going back to school, whether you're in college or going to, obviously, high school or secondary school. Obviously, a general medical exam is a given. We all do that. We all do a dental exam once a year, given. But the new thing is really a four-lid mybography. And I know some of you have heard my previous podcast, and it's a funny word, but in any child that's gonna be on or any person in the world that's on the screen more than four hours a day or even more than three hours a day needs a four-lid mybography. And I think all of you have seen this on my previous podcast or, or videos, I should say, is that we basically will flip the eyelid and take a picture of these precious oil glands to follow them through time. And the reason why it's so crucial is because if we start to see the gland shrinking because somebody's not blinking or there's an autoimmune disease or they had some type of previous uh, chemotherapy, radiation or Accutane, we want to catch those drying up glands early because we can do something about it before it's too late. So it's very, very important. So in addition to your regular eye exam, which usually should be done once every year or two years, I highly recommend a four-lid mybography on my, my own children that are on screens more than three or four hours a day. So I definitely would put that in there. And then we always recommend to patients uh, to, to children and to everybody wash your eyes with warm water morning and night with warm water blinking with that process to get that oil to pump out we're trying to prevent chronic eye pain in the future uh, that's number four so number one general medical eye exam number two dental exam number three four lid mybography, number five wash your eyes number five number four wash your eyes number five of course eat green leafy vegetables and a lot of kids don't eat vegetables you grew up eating vegetables and so a lot of people I know, even adults, don't eat green leafy vegetables, but it's crucial. And you've got to train the palate young to just do it. Just eat it, figure out a way to hide it in spaghetti sauce or whatever, and then start to decrease the spaghetti sauce. That's a given because that's very important for your macula, for your, for your, your retina, your lens of your eyes so you, have less, uh, you won't get a cataract so early. It's probably helpful even for the mybomian gland and dry eye, although that has not been proven. It obviously makes sense. Number six is exercise. And I think you mentioned that a lot, trying to get 10,000 steps a day is kind of the minimum in terms of what's been assessed to help your general cardiovascular health going forward. Number seven is get a good pair of sunglasses, always wear a hat when you're outside, very important. And this is more controversial about blue light filtered glasses. Did anyone at your school
1: have that? Quite a few friends. Interesting. So
0: it's an interesting issue where we still don't have proven uh, proof that we absolutely need it. I spoke to a retina friend at Harvard recently who said, you know what, the data is really not there to say we have to recommend this, but I am recommending it because we just don't know. And we're worried about patients that have blue eyes like Aviva that the blue light might be getting into the retina more. Dermatologists have come out and said they're worried about wrinkles around the face because of blue light. We'll, we'll find out probably in a few years, but that might be too late for, for many people. So I recommend doing that. And we have that for my children if they're going to be on the screen. Number eight, and very important, is blink often. And what I mean by that is really, again, every two or three seconds, four seconds, depending on how often you're on the screens, blink. Look away every 20 minutes, sometimes even more frequently. Look 20 feet away for 20 seconds. That's the 20-20-20 rule. Some people need the 10-20-20 10, 10, rule. Do it every 10 minutes, but take breaks. When you can type with your eyes closed, close your eyes. If you're at a stoplight, it's a long stoplight, Close your eyes, take a deep breath, pray, close your eyes. Very important to keep doing that. Number nine is super important and you got to tell your kids and you have to be aware that you might not see them for a full year if they're off to college or even more, but they got to tell you or tell somebody if they have any tired eyes in the evening, pain, burning, irritation, reflex tearing, headaches. They have to tell you if they if we catch this problem early, there's things we can do. We have so many patients that wait and wait and wait, and it's a whole different ball game when those those glands are dried up. So it's very important to catch this kind of symptom early. So when there's anything with the eye, you do not want to wait. And then lastly, you mentioned this, I think you really kind of went through this, socialize in person. If you have a choice to text your friends or call them, call them. If you have a chance to like call your friends or see them in person, see them in person. And that is very important for your eye health and of course your whole your whole body health. So that's basically the key things we wanted to talk about today. Uh, thank you so much for joining us everybody. I hope you'll pass this on to your friends and subscribe to our podcast. Please feel free to send us any suggestions and also reviews on on the iTunes app. Okay, have a great day.